Okay, thank you for joining us on WG2Love. We get to love. We are here today with Kelly Lester. She is out of Frankfort, Kentucky, where their church resides and lives in Midway, Kentucky. I have known her since my college days, and she has always just been someone that you could always look to as a standard. And so we're here talking to her today about 3D. But first of all, I wanted to say, Kelly, how are you doing today? I'm doing well. I'm honored that you would invite me, that you think I have something enough to share with others. And so I'm grateful to be here. Thank you. Well, obviously that answer and that response should tell our listeners as to why you would definitely have something to share with us with the humility in which you approach things. Also, we wanted to say happy belated birthday to you as your birthday was on yesterday. So happy birthday. Thank you. I appreciate it. (laughs) So today we are on here and we're talking about 3D. And, you know, in my review of who you are as a person and my interaction with you and all the things that you have with the devoted conference that you all have every March, that pretty epitomizes who you are as a person from my perspective. So the 3D that I have listed 3Ds is destiny, determination, and discipline. And to me, those describe you. Um, To me, to a T, there's pretty a lot of other things that describe you as well. But in our conversation today, as you're going to share with us, uh, we're just asking what are some of the keys of yielding to Christ and how we do that early in life and often? Um, And I'll just go ahead and let you speak to that. Okay. Well, the first thing that comes to mind about the keys to yielding to Christ, especially early in life, is that I was raised by Christian parents and I was brought up in church. So I had a healthy respect for authority, not only in my parents, but also in my heavenly father. So I think that made it easier to translate that physical earthly fear and respect for my own parents that you could physically see. It helped me to be able to translate that same respect for my heavenly father that I can't see. So I think that that um, helped me early in life, just having that respect for authority I think it says somewhere that the beginning of wisdom is the fear of God. And so uh, I definitely think that's that's where it started for me. I, I think that, um, you know, Joshua 24, 14 says, choose this day whom you will serve. Mm-hmm. So I, I think that scripture tells me that I have to choose daily. It's not just a one and done. And right. so I have to choose daily um, that I'm going to serve him. So it's not. It's not um, just a want, once in a lifetime choice, which I do think you need that, you know, it's submitting to the Lord and accepting Christ, but then being willing to do that on a daily basis. It's interesting that you said that I heard you state or mentioned that obviously that that was something you had from childhood and choosing this day whom we would serve. And we was just thinking about that in the sense that a lot of times, as we were talking about in a different conversation last night at a study at church, and just the question popped up as to how that sometimes we may not be raised in a Christian home, um, perhaps. And so how do we find ways to instill, as you said, that discipline 
that you were given at an early childhood. You know, maybe I end up coming to the Lord and I'm 42, I'm 42 now, but I didn't have the opportunity or privilege at five years old, which I did with my parents. But how do I begin to work that out as I would, you know, if I went to the gym or right. my job or something? Well, um, for me as a young girl, I was 10 years old when I accepted Christ. And so while I was young, I didn't have a whole lot of life under my belt yet, but I knew enough that I was a sinner and I was in need of forgiveness. And so I decided at that age to live for Christ. And so, but I think, as you said, whether you're raised in a Christian home or you came to the Lord at any age, we all start out, we're born again. So that's kind of like our birth in the Lord. And so we don't, you know, for me, it was at an early age, but for someone else, maybe they, they accepted the Lord later. So in making it a lifestyle for me, when I decided to live for Christ, it's a process of training. So just like when you're a child, you learn the ABCs, or even if you're older and you're learning another language, you learn their basic foundation of their language. And so I think as a Christian, there are those kind of learning the spiritual disciplines. So for godly example, through church, uh, fellowship and worship, learning to pray, importance of dialoguing with the Lord, how to respond and not react in situations, how, you know, learning that Christians should share our faith with others. And when I was applying for college, there, I found a quote that I used for kind of the basis of my personal, you know, statement was example, isn't the main thing in influencing others. It's the only thing. And I don't know if that's just an anonymous quote or what, but it was in the newspaper and I cut it out. And I used that for um, my, for so many things as I was applying for college, but I find that I still remember that quote and I'm trying to instill that into the children, you know, that you can learn these spiritual disciplines and, Maybe you're not an extrovert. Maybe you're not comfortable, you know, yet sharing your faith with someone, but you can by the way you live. So I don't think that matters. You know, for me, it was early, like you said, you were afforded that at an early age, but just to make it a discipline and learn those basics so that you can use those throughout your Christian walk. You talked about exercise. My major is exercise science. And so to walk daily with the Lord, you know, exercise with the Lord, walk daily with him. Mm -hmm. So I think that's important. You know, one of my favorite um, Bible characters is Abigail okay. in the Bible. And so you talked about destiny and uh, that I think how she intervened and helped David not to derail his destiny. Right. So I, I really appreciated that she's described as intelligent beautiful and wise and when you practice storing up God's word and like you said walking daily or exercising with the Lord you store up those spiritual disciplines in your heart and then prayerfully when calamity comes you'll be prepared to respond and not react you know they say you know when you're under pressure what comes out you know if you store up good then you will spill out goodness and so by practicing walking with the Lord daily, you're better equipped to pour out goodness when those things come. So I think it's Matthew 12, 34 that says out of the overflow of the heart, the mouth speaks. So that's, that's what I want 
for my for my personal example. So there were two amazing things you said. Now, what was the quote that you actually mentioned earlier about the example well, influence? It's it's not my own quote. I can't claim it. I don't okay. know who said it, but it says <laughs> ex- example isn't the main thing in influencing others. It's the only thing. And okay. I, I really believe that's true. You know, you can say a lot, but it's showing people. Mm-hmm. I totally agree with that. And one of the other things that I truly loved and what you were just talking about is you literally just took out the excuses that we sometimes use. You know, when I was thinking of the three Ds, you mentioned Abigail, I was thinking of Esther and whether you're looking at either one of them, they both were um, disciplined in what they did, but they both could have, you know, made excuses. And when you mentioned about sharing the gospel, that whether we're an introvert or an extrovert, that you you immediately pulled out that little thread that you know our personality doesn't have to do with how or our obligation necessarily to share the gospel or the good news and then i love the other thing that you said and it's just like oodles <laughs> um i just smiled and bubbled over one you said prepare but you said store up good and you'll pour out goodness um, in preparation. And so those are just really great things. And the basic foundations that you mentioned of praying and walking with God daily. Um, what are some things that you can share with us that you do personally in your walk with God daily outside of praying or talking to God? For me, I try to invest in myself through scripture Mm-hmm. through music. I, I listen to Chuck Swindoll's podcast of Bible teaching every day. I, you know, my husband's sermons, devotionals <laughs> and Bible study, you know, friendship with other believers, iron sharpening iron. Mm-hmm. So those are, those are some things that I think better prepare you when life throws you curveballs. And so one of the things like I don't do well with uh, New Year's resolutions, but okay. one of the we one of the things that we've tried to do is come up with maybe a phrase for the year. And so um, Todd felt the Lord impress on him that God is able to do it, you know, immeasurably more than we could ever dream or imagine. And so for me, mine was to love more. And one of the things that I found is that I have to love me more. Uh, and by saying that, you know, less of me, more of God, by loving the Lord, investing in those things that outla- outlive me, that that will leave a legacy, those kinds of investments in myself allow me to love others more because I can't give something that I haven't received. And so that's that's what I've tried to do this year. But I will tell you that in making those kind of statements, you will be tested, you know, because I felt like I've you know, I've been tested in loving people, you know, it's easy to love people that are very lovable, but it's difficult to love those people that you just don't much appreciate. And so um, that's, but that's what God calls us to do. And I think that's real love because 
anybody, Christian or non-Christian, can love somebody that loves them. Absolutely. That's, that, that's difficult to love those that are difficult to love. So I'm trying to love me more by loving the Lord more so that I can then love others more, especially my family and those that I come in contact with, you know, daily through our ministry at church, but then also through um, the platform that God has gifted us through the Devoted Conference. So absolutely. And the Devoted Conference is, I believe it's the first weekend in March around the seventh every every year. I know that this year it was virtual. I know that my sister has jumped on uh, and followed uh, every year. I actually was out somewhere else ministering, but there was one thing that I noticed when I was there back in 2020, as we're talking about how your discipline and and your determination is, and, and watching you, not necessarily watching the entire service, but obviously your services on Sunday, your husband, as you were talking about Todd earlier, he mm-hmm. gives the same message, both services. Right. And I, I, I was enjoying the fact that each time you listen intently as though it were the first time that you heard it. And so how is one of the main factors when I think of 3D, because when I think of 3D, to me, it makes you a multidimensional person that can handle anything that comes from every angle And one of the things about you and being devoted, because we're hearing you say this, to love God, to love yourself, that's my good, my book, The God App, by the way, um, is how you humble yourself. That was the first thing before you got on as not even saying yourself, so to speak, as honorable or how you would say to be on here. So what are some things that we can do to have a servant's heart? that places us in a place to be disciplined and consistent? Well, I think humility is very important. I don't think that we are called to self-promote, to make a name for ourselves necessarily. I think God gives us platforms and areas of influence, whether it's, you know, a small, whether it's your home, because that's, you know, I'm a stay-home mom. So for, for me, that's, they are my first disciples. And so that's my area of influence. But I I think that humility is key because the Lord, less of us, more of him, you know, you have to die to self in order to live for Christ. And so I just think that that's just very important. I think that's just part of having integrity and and in order to, there's another quote, again, I don't know where it came from, but mm-hmm. that in order to have unity, you must first have humility. And so know. that's, that's in any arena of life. And you, we, you know, we know each other because we played basketball at Moorhead. And if it's all about me, there's no I in team, you know? And so I think that when you make it about yourself, you're losing, you're taking your eyes off of Christ. If we can do it in our own strength, then we don't need the Lord. So I think um, humility is key in anything, whether it's your walk with the Lord or your workplace or, or in any relationship, I think humility is important. Wow. Now, I don't know if you would mind sharing this. I know that one of the things that really struck me was obviously, since you just mentioned college, was the decision that you made for destiny, in my opinion, 
or from my perspective at such a young age of your story and you making the decision right out of college, really almost before college, to marry Todd. Could you speak to us about how it's not just discipline, but also being making the right destiny decisions? Because obviously looking at now and 20 plus years later, I would say what, what God has done is definitely a destiny and the definitely the correct decision that you made in that moment. Well, I, I don't, I don't know. I know I chose to marry Todd, but I think that it, I was called to marry Todd. I think I was called to ministry. I, I knew at an early age that I wanted to marry a pastor, which at the, which sounds so strange. Like I was really on the hunt for a minister, but what I was really, I think at, at, in my innocent, innocence of childhood, I think I just wanted a man that was on fire for the Lord. And so the closest thing that I could think of was a pastor. And so I, I really wanted a man that had, you know, a man after God's own heart. And I, I could see that in Todd and I just felt just destined really to marry him. And so we started dating my uh, junior year of college and we got engaged. Um, and then we're married right after I graduated. Uh, we got married in July of 2001. So I graduated in May. I had a summer internship in June and then got married in July. So it was kind of a whirlwind romance, so, so to speak. But, um, you know, you, you going back to making decisions. I just think that to seek the Lord, talking about walking with him daily, I think you have more of a, um, you're on the same frequency, so to speak, with the Lord and you you can hear him easier because you've trained yourself to be in tune with him. Um, I think that when you seek the Lord, um, Jesus is known as the Prince of Peace. Right. And so I often don't hear an audible voice from the Lord, but I follow peace. And that doesn't mean that I'm doing what's easy or without fear, but having courage in the face of fear to do what we can't do on our own. So it's just to trust that God won't call me to something that he won't equip me to do. And so in marrying Todd, I didn't know what a pastor's wife did. I, I just, I wanted to love my husband, love the Lord, have children. And I, I feel like I'm living the dream and that I'm getting to do all those things. And so, um, talking about making decisions, I'll, I'll just elaborate there. Prudent being prudent means acting with or showing care and thought for the future. And so I think that, uh, there's another scripture and I don't know where it is in there, but it's in there somewhere. And it says um, that a fool gives full vent to his anger or shows his annoyance at once, but a prudent man uh, overlooks an insult. So prudent means that you're looking to the future. So you don't have to fight that battle. And so I, I think it's important to be prudent and think to the future. And so, you know, I, as far as, marrying Todd, I think that I was destined to marry him. And I, we definitely co-labor. We do ministry together and I want to be his Abigail. You know, I don't want to derail his destiny. I always wanted to be his Abigail and not his Delilah. You know, I don't want to be his downfall. So I want to make sure, you know, through the years I've learned that he listens to me. <laughs> and so I don't want to give him bad advice. So I think that that's a, um, that's a, a blessing and a burden because I, I want to speak wisdom. I don't want to just flippantly say, you know, just 
full vent some whatever anger or whatever I'm feeling at the moment. I want to be prudent. So I kind of got off topic there, I think, somehow. I don't think that you did. It was actually became very clear. And there was two things that I heard outside of you speaking about being prudent, which means that we, one of my sayings for this year is to be intense and intentional. And when we do that, we are being prudent. And the other thing that really just kind of summed all of this up to me in some way is that you stated you weren't looking for Todd. You were looking for God. (laughs) Yeah, I said yes to God before I said yes to Todd. So (laughs) So I, I love that you said that you were looking not really for a pastor, right? Not really for a man. You were looking for the passion of someone seeking God. So in all things you're saying, where is God in this? Where is the blessing? And regardless of those where God is, and though it may be uncomfortable at times, that that's Mm -hmm. still the direction that you're going to go. And so I just totally love that. And in closing, I would like to ask you for the listeners here, just to simply as what you would say to them doesn't have to be anything to do what we just talked about or share, but just something that would encourage them, whether or not they know Christ or not, something that you would just like to leave them with today. That just because I'm a Christian, just because you're a Christian life does not, it's not going to be easy. There's going to be struggles. It there it's important to invest in things that outlive you like a legacy of faith that you can pass down from one generation to the next. You know, it's Philippians three twelve says that not that I've already obtained all this or that I'm, I've already perfect that I press on to make it my own because Christ Jesus has made me his own. And uh, there's an author that I've been uh, doing a Bible study with uh, Lynn Cow. And she says, not perfect, but beautifully peaceful. And, you know, I talked about following the Prince of Peace. Uh-huh. And so, you know, at the end of my life, what I want is that there's another scripture that's 2 Corinthians 2.14 that says something to the effect that I want to give thanks to God who leads me triumphantly and through me spreads the fragrance of the knowledge of him everywhere. And so I want when you know, when I, it comes to the end of my life or whether it's the end of an encounter with someone, I want to leave an aroma of Christ. I want to leave the room, you know, leave someplace making it better and, and, uh, better than I found it. You know, I just want to, you know, you can smell perfume or cologne on somebody that wears it strong. I want to have, um, the fragrance of the Lord and I want it to, to leave, leave a fragrance in the room after I've left. And so, um, you know, there's something on the devotedconference.org uh, website that we have under links, and it's uh, one of the resources. And so um, I've, I was sharing this with my son, and then it kind of turned into um, something that we could use at the end of the conference. And so it, it was basically, you talked about being intentional. Uh-huh. And so it's called YET. It's the You're Empowered To. And so you're empowered to do, and then you fill in the blank. And so it's daily walking with Christ, intentionally taking steps towards loving God and loving others well. 
And so, you know, my action steps, my list of God is empowering me to do is different than what God is empowering you to do. You know, he equips us, but he calls you to something different than, than maybe he's calling me to do. But ultimately the end goal is to share Christ, share the, the, what God has done for me, he can do for you. And so it's not just that God's empowering you to do something, but he's empowering you too as well. And so I would just challenge people to, uh, to go to the website and print that off. And I just think that that is some, it's, uh, accountability with yourself. Maybe you can do that with somebody else. And then, um, it really was based off of Hebrews 11, one that's, uh, now faith is the substance of things hoped for the evidence of things not yet seen. Mm -hmm. And so that's where the, you're empowered to. So, um, I just would like to leave listeners with the, the um, perspective that of the helmet of salvation, you know, to keep everything in balance, to keep everything in light of your uh, salvation in Christ. And that helps you to keep your priorities and your actions in line. Absolutely. And stating that you were mentioning or elaborating probably one of the things that I had listed, how we keep balance. And that's whether we're a mom, a wife, a dad, or a student in college, that when we keep the fact that we have victory in Christ or the helmet of salvation on in mind and all things, that that's how we keep balance by keeping our focus on Christ. Well, I really love that. I thank you for being with us today. We will absolutely post the link that you shared, the yet link so that others can download that and make that a part of their heart's desire and purpose as well. I know that it is the desire of God's heart for us to share the good news and the gospel. So Kelly, we thank you for so much for being on with us today. So many good nuggets and scriptures that you shared with us and wisdom that just overflows from your heart. And so we appreciate your time and pray that God would not only bless you, but each and every single here that will listen to this, whether it's live on the replay. Thank you guys so much for joining us on WG2Love. We get to love. And until next time, keep looking at God and know that he loves you. Be blessed.